For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Betonline.ag will take care of all of your gambling needs this NFL season. You can also gamble on college football, the NBA, Major League Baseball, postseason, NHL, any of your sports gambling needs. Here's what you need to do. Head to betonline.ag. You can see that on your screen right now to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. You can see that on your screen right now to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, providing an instant reaction to what we just saw on Sunday Night Football. The Steelers lose to the Miami Dolphins 16-10. to Kenny Pickett throws three interceptions and the Steelers fall short in prime time down in Miami. First few thoughts. This offense is absolutely anemic. And it, to me, is reached a point with this offense that it's this bad that it is a matter of when and not if it's time for Matt Canada to go. We need to have an honest conversation about this because when you're an NFL team in 2022 and you only allow 16 points in a game and you still find a way to lose... We've tried changing the quarterbacks. We've tried different things with this offense. It is not working with Matt Canada. He is not the only problem, but he it, it's to me, we've reached the point of a matter of when it is time to move on from him and not if it is time to move on from him. And if the Steelers will do that midseason, because tonight's game was must win. Steelers had to go into the bye week at least three and five. And the reason why I'm saying this is they play a Philadelphia Eagles team next weekend coming off a bye week. You're not going to win that as like a double-digit road underdog playing in Philly against the NFC's best coming off a bye week. You had an opportunity to go win the game tonight, and you didn't. Pickett throws three interceptions. He's a rookie. It's going to happen. There's going to be growing pains. It's not going to be a linear progression. But – throw three picks against a Dolphins defense that had had one interception coming into tonight's game. 
And one thing I noticed too, late in the game, and I get that it gets loud down in Miami. The fans are going nuts. Tua's first game back. The snap count was way too easy. You got to be able to help your tackles out as a quarterback. Yes, switch up the snap count. You got to, I get that they're probably going on a silent count, but you could time up when the Steelers are going to snap the ball because James Daniels signals to the center. He nods and he goes. It, it was the same thing over and over and over again. And the tackles, the offensive tackles are getting absolutely whipped on the outside with the edge rushers coming off the edge. And because they're able to time out the snap count every single time. I'm very frustrated with this offense. Again, 16 points. I think the defense absolutely played its butt off tonight. No, no points by either team in the second half. But if you only allow 16 points in an NFL game in 2022, you should win that football game. It's not to absolve the defense. There were four dropped interceptions by my count tonight. Levi Wallace had two. Cam Sutton had one, which was probably the easiest one. And then Terrell Edmonds had one, too. Plays that could have potentially flipped the field, flipped the moment out of the game, give them that splash play that we're talking about. Didn't have it again tonight. Steelers got the running game going a little bit, 95 yards on the ground. 16-yard run uh, from Najee Harris. Still don't have a rush beyond 20 yards this season. The Steelers do not have a rush beyond 20 yards this season. 10 points on the road in a must-win game because you're not going to beat Philly. And the Steelers are going to go into the bye week unless somehow they shock the world and pull off an upset against the Philadelphia Eagles on the road in Philly. Two and six, they're going to be sitting at two and six at the bye week. They could have been three and five in a weak AFC North division this year. I think the AFC North winner this year could be like nine and eight. And you don't get it done in, in Miami. Just very, very frustrating. Where was the priority to get the ball to George Pickens more often? Six of six, six receptions on six targets, 61 yards, and an absolutely incredible touchdown. With that efficiency, why not continue to go go find opportunities to get him the football? And this offense just way too predictable. Like some of the decision-making on third and three, it's like they clearly don't trust to hand the ball off to Najee Harris because the offensive line can't get a push. And it's just the predictability. If it's predictable for me as a fan to watch, I can't even imagine what it's like for an opposing defense or an opposing defensive coordinator. And that's why it makes me so frustrated because this was a winnable game tonight. And even if Kenny Pickett goes down to the field and helps the Steelers uh, and scores a touchdown, goes down, he very nearly did it. It's very impressive. He had a couple of incredible throws on that final drive. I mean, the last interception wasn't great. Great catch by the Dolphins defensive back. And give the Dolphins credit because they were down not just two cornerbacks, but in the middle of the game, Brandon Jones left the game, their safety, down three of their defensive backs. I know the state Steelers are decimated by injuries, but Dolphins stepped up and made plays when they need to. In no points in the second half for either team. And I know that people are going to point to the four dropped interceptions by Steelers defensive backs. That's huge, no doubt. But by and large, if your team gives up 16 points in an NFL game, you should win that football game. You should win that football game. And I just, I don't get it. I thought there was a little bit more creativity to get Najee involved in both the running game and out of the backfield. Three receptions on four targets, get him in space. 
I don't think he's a hundred percent, but I've just had it with this offense. I've absolutely had it with this offense. It's, it's exhausting to watch. And I don't know what you could point to, to say moving forward that potentially it could improve because honestly, I think Pickett is better than Trubisky, no doubt. And Pickett should be out there from this point moving forward. So as long as he's healthy, but it's not going to be that tangible upgrade. It's not going to be that spark that head coach Mike Tomlin's looking for. In the decision-making, when they're down 13-0 to pass the ball into the flats and incomplete, and then to trot out Chris Boswell, and he gets three points from about 45 yards out. You're down 13, it's third and three. Why not try to run the ball, and if you don't get it, maybe go, get, go for it on fourth down again. Maybe you can move the chains. Maybe potentially you can score a touchdown because points are a premium with this offense right now. But it's third and three, pass the ball into the flats. It's an incomplete. You just try to pick up the the conversion to convert on third down. But clearly you don't trust your running game to be able to pick that up for you. And I know that this offensive line, I go back to the last first or second round pick the Steelers picked in the NFL draft on the offensive line. 2012, David DeCastro. You got to go all the way back. The cupboard's bare right now for the Steelers, where it's just like, from a talent standpoint, it's like when you go grocery shopping and then you pull from the cupboard and you pull from the cupboard and the fridge and everything, eventually you're going to run out of groceries. And the Steelers' offensive line cannot get that push that they're looking for. Steelers did run the ball for 95 yards tonight on 23 rushes, 4.1 yards per carry. But where is that home run threat out of the backfield? You still don't have a rush beyond 20 yards. How is that even possible through seven weeks of play? To where it's like, what's your offensive identity right now if you're the Steelers? And this is why I'm very critical and I've just had it with Matt Canada. I've reached the point where it's like, again, it's a matter of if and not when for his time in Pittsburgh. And because this was supposed to be the offense that he wanted to run, that you couldn't run with Ben Roethlisberger given his limitations through 18 seasons in Pittsburgh in terms of having a mobile quarterback and being able to move receivers side to side and run jet sweeps and run motion and roll the quarterback out of the pocket and do all of these exotic things that haven't resulted in points, that haven't resulted in big dynamic plays. The Steelers' offense, the sum doesn't equal its parts. When Pat Fryermuth has seven touchdowns as a rookie, when Chase Claypool has 11 touchdowns as a rookie in the 2020 season, when Deontay Johnson's a Pro Bowl wide receiver a year ago, same thing with Najee Harris out of the running back position. You see what you have in George Pickens, who's going to be a special player in this league. The sum doesn't equal its parts. So who do you point to? What do you point to for the struggles? It's the coordinator. It's the play calling. It's putting those players in a position to succeed. It's the offensive line. Najee's probably not 100% either. That doesn't help. But the sum does not equal its parts with this offense. And I get that each of those skill position players I just named is 25 and younger. I certainly understand that. So I didn't expect them to be all world. I didn't expect them to be all pro week one of the season. But where is the improvement? Where's the improvement in a game that you absolutely must win? And you could see how much it meant to make a Fitzpatrick out on the field when 
he and his teammates are rallying to the football to get to get the defense off the field and to try to give the offense another opportunity. About what this game meant to Brian Flores, who coached for the Dolphins for three seasons, files a lawsuit for how he was treated for this Dolphins uh, as head coach of the Dolphins. They'll say all the right things publicly. This game was personal to both of those men tonight, and the Steelers didn't get it done. That's what's so disappointing tonight. And it's disappointing that you're in a division right now where you'd be sitting, you'd be sitting in a good position at three and four, three and five, because I don't know. I, I don't I can't envision a scenario where the Steelers go into Philly next weekend and win. And again, the Eagles are coming off a of bye week. Eagles had a bye week here in week seven. AFC North's up for grabs. You might have an AFC North winner that's like nine and eight, maybe even eight and nine division winner this year. Division's down. The opportunity was there tonight. And you're going to go into the bye week at two and six. And we might not know what Mike Tomlin's a victim of his own success. Don't get me wrong. But he's looking at it dead in the eye right now. His first losing season as a head coach. In year 16, it's, it's just this offense in 2022 point blank period is not getting it done. And that's what I see time and time and time again of why is that happening? Where do you as a coach put your player, a rookie in Kenny Pickett to give him easy opportunities to succeed and not just the same check down plays that why we got frustrated with Mitch Trubisky where it's like, sweet, you want to throw short of the sticks again on a third down conversion instead of pushing the ball downfield. But why not continue to go back to George Pickens? Six catches on six targets with that efficiency. I don't understand that. I genuinely don't understand that when he played a heck of a game. And okay, if the Dolphins make adjustments to take Pickens away, well, then you've got Deontay Johnson. Chase Claypool, keep your feet. On one of the first, I think it was the first interception Pickens threw tonight. He's throwing the ball up for Claypool to go up and make a play. Use that 6-4 frame. Play basketball. Go up and get it. And he falls down, and I get it's going to happen. I credit him for chasing the defensive back down and going to make the tackle. But when it's consistently, when it's like your quarterback's giving you faith and giving you the opportunity to succeed, I want to see the, the Chase Claypool we saw in week six against the Bucks. That kid was special. We didn't see that tonight from Chase Claypool. We didn't see that against the Dolphins secondary. It's not just Chase, but any of the receivers, we didn't see it against the Dolphins secondary that was missing three key players, two cornerbacks, and then the safety. Jones left the game with an injury, Brandon Jones. It tonight's game was on the table for the Steelers to take advantage. How about Pat Fryermuth taking advantage, coming back from that concussion, eight receptions on nine targets, 75 yards. But it was that little flat route where he'd get somewhere between like five and eight yards. And even that last drive for the Steelers, it's like Collinsworth even said it on the broadcast. You can't just nickel and dime your way down the field. You've got to be able to take a shot at some point, which is what Pickett tried to do. He just made a bad throw, and the, the Dolphins defensive back made a nice play, a nice toe-tap catch along the sideline. That's the ball game. But even if the Steelers go down and score against the Dolphins on that final drive, and if Pickett does it and wins the city over, and they love the rookie and all of that, this offense still, like, it was bad. It was terrible. 
somewhat credit the Dolphins, yeah, and the Dolphins will probably be a playoff team if Tua can remain to stay healthy. But this offense was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Pretty much all game, but particularly in the second half. Because the Steelers, Steelers in the second quarter was maybe their best quarter in the entire season. Uh, 10 to 3. And it might be a little bit of a hyperbole, but they won the second quarter 10 to 3. And it looked like things were trending in the right direction. First drive of the second half, Steelers get the football. They have the opportunity to go take the lead. They have the opportunity to go take the lead first drive out of the out of halftime. Three and out. Three and out. If if I'm far off, let me know in the comments, but this is just where I'm at with everything. It's very, very frustrating to watch. And if it's predictable to me as a fan, I can't even imagine what it's like scouting against the Steelers offense. And it's almost a shame that the Steelers bye week doesn't come in week eight because they need all the help they can get. They need to be able to get some players back from injuries. I get that. And the Steelers got a lot of guys back today. Minka played. Pat Fryermuth played. Kim Sutton was back. Uh, I don't think Akella Witherspoon played tonight, but... Man, this was just so frustrating because the opportunity was there. It was there for the taking tonight. I'll go ahead and sign off here. My name is Mark Bergen. Thank you for taking the time to watch the Believe in Steelers show. Just an instant reaction to the Steelers' 16-10 loss on Sunday Night Football to the Miami Dolphins. Later this week, Ike Taylor and I are going to be back previewing that Week 8 matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. Just seeing this line open up and the Eagles are a 10-point favorite, I'm curious to see if the line moves further in Philly's direction. Because this Steelers offense right now, to say points are a premium is being polite. Again, my name is Mark Bergen. and thank you for taking t- the time to watch the Believe in Steelers show. I'll see you later this week. Hope all of you have a great rest of your nights and great rest of your uh, rest of the weekend and on into the following week. One more game, Monday Night Football, Patriots and Bears to wrap up week seven. Hope you enjoy the Monday night game, and we'll see what's ahead in week eight. Go ahead and sign off again. My name is Mark Bergen. Thanks so much for watching. Take care. So long, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 